Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Well, I think, Alan, it's been known for some time now that the margins that Irish mortgage providers take are astronomical over other EU countries. And people will be reading today that the cost of mortgages here in Ireland are as much as 2% ahead of some European countries. For instance, Finland is at 0.95%. Portugal is at 1.07%. Ireland is at 3.55% in April. So I think governments actually own the AIB and I think it's within their gift now to instruct AIB to bring down and reduce their margins to that of the lower EU levels. And if what we're reading then in relation to the ECB happens at 2%, it shouldn't have actually have an impact here. And government have the ability to do it. So in effect, cutting margins in line with EU levels to an average of about 1.59%, which is the average rate within the EU countries, the ECB rate increase shouldn't have an impact and government needs to get ahead of the curve on this and I would hope that they'll be doing that today. They have appointed a CEO what we would term as a political as opposed to a banker and that was particularly so that they would give effect to their policies. That's Colin Hunt and I believe that they need to sit down now and ensure that that political appointment pays dues and you know that we shouldn't be affected by this because government have the ability to do something about it. I just want to go back to the clip that we heard in South East Radio News from economist Jim Power who we've spoken to on several occasions on this show and I would say people will find this quite worrying. I'll just play this clip and get your response to it again please. I think we'll see another quarter of 1% increase in September and um, it's not going to end there. Um, I would expect over the next 12 months in total ECB interest rates are likely to increase by around 2%. Right, now, that, that is, is worrying. So it, it, it's an indication that there could be several increases, Verona. Well, the the implication is that it would go up by a half of 1% today and probably rise to around the 2%. We're already 2% ahead of the the EU average of 1.59%. We're at 3.55. So for us, if that were to happen, we'd be at 5.55. Government have the ability to do something about this. It's just whether they have the will to do it. And if they don't, I'm afraid it's just another nail in their coffin. They have to instruct AIB to come down to the national EU or to the EU average. And then we should not see the impact. And and I can clearly hear what Jim is outlining. And if government don't take this action, that is what we're facing. There is no reason we should face it, Alan. It's now time for government to kick in and take action. And what about the other pillar banks then? If How would you impress upon them to do likewise? Well, it would be the same thing. Effectively, we are already in a position where we have very little competition in the market. But in essence, if AIB, that's where people will go for their mortgage. AIB should do it. The government should instruct them to do it. We have a percentage shareholding, if I'm correct, in Bank of Ireland. They will follow suit. And I think that's what needs to happen here. We're not going to, like, we don't have, even at our high interest rates, we don't have banks clamoring at the door to get in to supply mortgages. So there obviously is an issue. They're exiting the market rather than entering. Our mortgage rules, as you know, are significantly more difficult to attain a mortgage here in Ireland than it is in other 
other EU countries and they also need to be looked at. I mean the mortgage, the market, uh, the mortgage is very, uh, it's fundamental to how we deal with our housing market and it's time the government took this action. Right, it's going to be even harder for people to get on the property ladder on the basis of what we're hearing. As I said, this will unfold at lunchtime today and we'll discuss it and look at the actual financial amounts tomorrow on the programme. But it will be another further thorn in the side for people trying to get on the property ladder. Well, I mean, it's not the time for government to tell us that they can't do any more. They absolutely need to insist that the margins are reduced by the mortgagers. And that's how, you know, we have to have, a, we have to see this to to ensure that our housing market uh, continues and the growth in our housing market continues. Right. We're moving on to petrol prices now and diesel prices. And we're asking our listeners to tell us what they're paying at the moment. And the first comment has come in from John. He says, my daughter is in Italy at the moment and the diesel is €1.86. I believe on average now it's 205 here in Wexford um, and he goes on to talk about green diesel and white diesel and uh, what lorry drivers are driving and what we should all be driving it's quite a detailed comment first of all, why would there be such a disparity in Italy, 186 and in Ireland 205 at the moment, can you shed some light on that for us please? Well, I can't, Alan, because it fluctuates all over Europe, but it certainly has something to do with supply and demand. It's uh, Obviously, Ireland is an island. Uh, it's hard to get to us. We're an island off an island. You know, it's a further distance, possibly something in that regard. We're not using the same amount of fuel. In relation to green diesel, that's an agricultural diesel only. It's used by hauliers only in their fridges. You know, they can't use it in their trucks. But suffice to say agriculture and farmers are facing the same level of increase and it's very, very worrying when it comes to the cost of living. But I just want to point out that the cost of living, it's going to get worse. And all we're hearing from government is what they can't do. And Heather Humphreys yesterday was telling us there's no magic money tree. We have the Taoiseach, he's blaming the war and the EU for not being allowed to make reductions. It's been a blame game with the government since the cost started to rise. And I think it's high time that they took responsibility. Families are in dire straits currently and we need action. We elect government to solve problems, not to tell us that there's nothing more that they can do. And we're in a situation in Ireland now where the squeezed middle are squeezed to death. Mm. And I don't think we've seen anything like what we're going to see. A couple in Wexford, for instance, on an average middle income of 48,000 running two cars, they just actually can't afford to do it anymore. Mm. And these people are coming to me telling me that they can't afford, it's no longer profitable for them to go to work. And I think there's plenty government can do. I've pointed it out month after month. Can you point out what you you would do? Because sometimes people have been quite critical of opposition politicians who say, just let me finish, finish, Ron. They say that uh, opposition politicians come on, they crow about what's wrong, but they don't come forward with real good solutions to rectify what's wrong. What would you do? Well, my solution has been on the table for a long time, Alan. Government have used the excuse that they can't reduce VAT levels any further because the EU won't let them. Well, there is 54% of a tax take of national excise on a litre of fuel. A litre of diesel at the moment has a 54% 
national, I say it's like carbon tax, it's excise and duties, it's the NORA levy. They accumulate up to over a euro at this point in time. Each and every one of those can be removed by the government as a temporary emergency measure. And we should only apply that to the actual product price per litre that we're buying the litre of fuel at, which would be at this point in time in or around the 94 cent a litre. And if you add 23% fat to that, government can actually allow people to buy fuel in around the 123 euro a mark, which will keep them in work. Now, they will argue, Alan, they will argue and have argued that that would cost, that measure would cost 3 billion euros. Well, I can tell you that measure, if it isn't implemented, will cost the exchequer upwards of 6 billion euros because if the amount of people that are, I'm hearing cannot afford to go to work and actually it seems at this point are would be better off mm. on social welfare, which is a very sad state of affairs. Right. That will put the dole queue, as we call it, the social welfare queue, through the roof. All right, and is it is it not? It's, do they not have the power to do that at the moment because of, yes, of European guidelines? No, no. Has no, that not? They absolutely. They, they, they say that the EU will not allow them to yeah. reduce VAT. VAT on fuel is at 23%. On green diesel, it's only 135 but that's irrelevant. They don't have to reduce those further. They need to remove what they can control, which are the national implemented excise duties. The NORA levy, they need to remove the carbon tax, they need to remove, and I'm saying as a temporary measure, Alan, mm. this is something that needs to be done because we find ourselves yeah. in an emergency where people are considering giving up their jobs because they are, it's not affordable. All right. That's a crazy situation. In the interest of balance, I just want to quote some of the stats that was given yesterday by Tom Parlin, and I'm not defending the government, but I just want, in the interest of balance, to raise a key issue with you, because again, people are saying, Marie, for example, has said, yeah, how are you going to stop the mortgages going up, that you're talking and talking and only want your voice heard, you need to be able to do something. So that's not my view as well, the view expressed by well, Marie. if I could just say, Alan, I'm an opposition member and she's absolutely right. It's the government who needs to take the action and in opposition I'm pointing out what they can do but they don't seem to have the will to right. do it. If, they, if they're constantly telling people they can't do any more, that's not what they're elected for. They're mm. elected to take action, to allow people to, ha- to live and the cost of living is rising exponentially and government are actually doing right. nothing. I've just given okay. you three actions government can take to ease that crisis. Yeah, the point I wanted to make is uh, and, and I have to move on because time is catching up with me and I just want to get a quick point on, on what Johnny Maiden said yesterday about the idea before we round off and it's just this that t- timber and steel in lots of construction materials they've gone up by 60% to 100% that's not the government's fault, that's the situation the biggest steel plant in Ukraine is closed because of the war so I just want to make that point, but now before we conclude, your view on the stats revealed by Johnny Maiden yesterday and the lack of impetus being put into this county by the IDA, when are we going to see action from all our Oireachtas members to drive these on, to get off their backsides and do something for our county? Well, I just have to make one quick point on what Johnny said. 
it's not all government's fault, but because government will not reduce the price of fuel, everything is affected. So everything, the clothes we put in our back, the food we put in our mouth, the timber and the steel we use to build houses, they all go up in price. Government needs to act on fuel. And to answer your question, Alan, in relation to the IDA, and we've talked about this before, and particularly when I became an independent candidate, I researched why we don't have FDI in Wexford. It would appear to me, from my research, the reason is we don't have a campus that we can grow here, either whether it was an IT or a university of which it is now. We need delivery on a new campus where we can put 4,000 students and we can retain those that we train, but we've got to introduce more than modular courses. We've got to go to the STEM courses, science, technology, engineering and maths. We need a campus like that in Wexford. That's the delivery. The university is in name only. Wexford County Council must get their finger out now because they have for months been been allowed to undergo the CPO process. The money is there. We've not seen delivery. We have no announcement on the site. I'm very concerned because in the time we're facing into capital funding and capital infrastructure funding may well be very difficult to attain for a Wexford campus. But that's where we need to go. That's how we're going to deliver jobs. And if I can just say, it's not all about foreign direct investment. We have some wonderful indigenous businesses here in Wexford. Mm -hmm. We really do. Who can't avail of trained staff they're looking for people to come in. They're yep. trying to access employment permits. So we need to look after our own as much as Garner FDI. Okay. But I believe that that's the solution. And brand new campus capable of taking three to 4,000 students and developing STEM courses. And there's a myriad of people involved in that. But that's what our that's what our government politicians need to deliver on. Never mind the windbagging that we heard last week, and much of it was directed at okay. me, Alan. I'm here in opposition to point out what Wexford needs. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.